You're listening to the Whitewater Podcast. This week, we have an incredible story of transformation to share with you. However, this story contains some mature themes, and it may be triggering to individuals who have been victims of sexual abuse, drug addiction, and loss. We hope you enjoy this incredible story. We were down in Bend, Oregon area at a, a lake. It was this beautiful alpine-feeling lake, and my daughter was just learning how to swim. She didn't really know how yet. And uh, we'd placed her on a log that was floating in this lake. And I was wading about waist high and walking her out. And it got deeper and deeper until about chest high. And and I just stood there looking at my daughter. I backed away a little bit. I'll never forget. I said, hey, jump to me. And my daughter goes. And then like all the naivety and trust and all the uh, all those things that are beautiful about being a child, totally trusting your father, just kind of like paused. And then she looked around and she realized she's in this deep water and it's dark. And she also was like, uh-uh. And I was like, you can trust me. And she's like, uh-uh. I was like, trust me, Novella. And finally, she just was like, ah! And she just jumped out. And I caught her, put her on my back, and then we swam to shore. And it was like one of the scariest moments, but f- most fun memories I have. Because like this moment of trust between father and, and daughter. I think faith is a lot like that, where we have to like take a leap. And um, many of you guys have been with us the last few weeks for spiritual questions, and I think some of you have made steps or, or taken leaps of faith. And today's a really special day. I, I want to talk to you about baptism. And uh, I'm just going to share a little bit about this step of faith that's a lot like jumping into your Heavenly Father's arms. And sometimes it can be feel scary or be exhilarating. But I want to share a little bit about that and then share a story with you. A friend of mine is going to actually share a story. Jesus said this in Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples, which means learners. Make disciples of all nations, all people, no matter what your background of culture, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, what is baptism? Baptism, you know, physically, Jesus is talking about this, this baptism of immersing someone in water and having them come out. But it's this demonstration of a deeper spiritual reality where, where God has transformed us and changed us. And we're being baptized into the, the Trinitarian reality, which simply means like this God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, this mysterious, beautiful relationship. We're being baptized into this God life, into a flourishing life with God. Now, as far as some of the meanings that are, I think, practical meanings of baptism for people who become Christians are are this. When you become a Christian, um, the next step is to get baptized. And, you know, biblically, we know, when do I get baptized? A lot of times people think, well, I've got to get my life together. I've got to clean up. I've got to get my act together before I can get baptized. And it might take them years or sometimes never. And the Bible actually teaches us that when people give their lives to to Jesus, they get baptized right away. So when do you get baptized? Right after you believe. It's the demonstration of this deep spiritual reality. Um, there's a verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 2, that gives us another image about baptism, I think is really helpful. It says this, now I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, like listen up, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. 
Well, this is referring to an, an old narrative, a, a Hebrew story that's an origin story. And it's for us Christians, it's a major story. It's the story of the Exodus, the story where God freed his people from, from Egypt and slavery to Pharaoh. And at one point in this story, they're all backed up to the Red Sea and Pharaoh and his armies are, are bearing down on them. And their, the, their captors, their, their enslavers are, are coming down to enslave them again. And God, the God of all freedom, parts the Red Sea. He dries the land and they walk across that dry land to the other side. And they have freedom and all that is coming after them is stopped and overcome by God and his mighty power. And that image in this 1 Corinthians is saying we were all baptized into Moses. We were all baptized into the exodus freedom of Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, he became like our Moses who parted the sea of sin and death. And he transforms us and he brings us into a free new life. So I want to give you three key things that happen or are demonstrated in baptism. Uh, The first thing, when we're baptized, we're demonstrating we are forgiven. We walk through these waters of, of freedom. We're being baptized into the waters of forgiveness, forgiveness of sins in your past and your present, so that you can walk without shame and guilt bearing down on you, and you can have that lifted off of your heart and soul. The second thing is baptism demonstrates freedom, freedom from the enslavement or the things that enslaved you in your past, and freedom for a, a life of purpose, the, the, the purpose that God created you for, and freedom to become who God created you to be. And the third thing, baptism is a demonstration of friendship, that you and I are friends with God, and we can live our whole life from here into eternity as friends with God, an ever-deepening friendship where we get to know Him and be with Him and know His purposes and learn to see how God sees the world, this magnificent, amazing world upon world, galaxy upon galaxy, this whole universe. We are going to be in friendship and interactive life with God. I'm Chloe Van Vechten, and this is my story. Growing up was really hard. Um, Like, I feel like I had to grow up very quickly, and I just remember feeling like I was unworthy, or that being a very prominent, like, thought in my head, like, my self-esteem was really low, and I think, like, 14 is when, like, I started, like, trying pot for the first time and, like, drinking, and by the time I was 15, I was, like, hanging out, um with like a crowd that was older than me. This one man that um, that I was hanging out with like started to slowly introduce me to like all these different substances that I hadn't experienced before. And like, it felt so good to just escape and like to not like have to deal with like all the craziness in my head. And by the time I was 16, I had run away from my dad's house my addiction started to get expensive and this man that i'd been hanging out with basically like had shown me that there's a way that i can make a lot of money and i think i was 18 when he introduced me to the sex trade industry and um i never like thought that was where that would take me between like six months and a year that I lived with this guy in various hotels and um, apartments. 
endured a lot of like abuse and manipulation in order to like stay sick and stay in that place. My name is Jared. I was an only child. We moved around a lot. Um, no brothers and sisters, and you know, I always felt kind of alone. I, I really went to any length to feel accepted. Um, I got into drugs and narcotics, and I've been in treatment centers and patients and psych wards and stuff uh, at least 10 times throughout my life, and, and spent, you know, three or four years uh, homeless, just addicted to drugs, and, and I thought that's the way life was gonna be and I went to the Salvation Army Adult Rehabilitation Center in Seattle. That's That was my first spiritual experience. I mean, to be around a community, um, praising God and worshiping God, I totally needed that at that time. I didn't have a car, I didn't have anything. I lived in a halfway house, I had a bicycle. I went to AA meetings and I rode it to church and I was a dishwasher at a restaurant. And I had absolutely nothing, if you, if one could measure, um, but I was the happiest I've ever been. I know, like, looking back on it, that I had come to, like, a place of surrender. Like, I didn't know how or what that was going to look like, but I knew that I didn't want to keep living my life like that. And I had this crazy spiritual awakening that I can, like, hardly describe in words. Like, I know that it was the presence of God and, like, I get goosebumps like talking about it and I want to cry because um, it was just like I don't know where I would be today if um, that hadn't happened. Yeah, my life was just forever changed after that day. Like I just knew um, that there was something out there that was bigger than me. I hadn't like um, had any real experience with religion or like spiritual practices or like anything like that. From that point forward, it's like all of these doors started to open up. Like I just felt like I was like continuously like led by this force. I was just shown like different people and different places that they needed to be in order to like get the help that they needed. And like about a year and a half after that initial period, I was contacted by the Vancouver Police Department and I guess subpoenaed to testify and to share my story and to stand up um, in front of him and a jury and like tell my story and basically like put him behind bars. I met my wife Chloe through a death of a friend and we just clicked like that. Uh, we fell in love. I was on my way home from work, and um, and Chloe had a daughter, Harlow. She was six at the time, and uh, and she was playing outside, and just in a complete blind spot, um, you know, I uh, I ran over and um, um, killed, you know, my daughter. Um, this happened two years ago now, and. Um, you know, and that, that's where thats where you guys came in. Um, I don't know how through the grapevine, but uh, Pastor George came over and uh, uh, just made us, made us feel loved. You know, it would be so hard to think that someone uh, going through such a tragedy um, would want anybody around. 
but it was the total opposite. Like I, I wanted and needed love um, so bad. We were so happy that people were there, and and uh, it's got to be scary too for in their shoes to like, hey, like this sucks. Like you know, and I'm thankful that people were willing to do that because it really helped. Whitewater Church, like, has been there for us like more than anybody like you guys have just um helped to pull, pull us out of a very dark place it's like little breadcrumbs that have like started to lead me in um the direction of christianity and i'm just like open like i'm just like in this place of surrender to like the experience and allowing jesus to come to me allowing god to come to me and show me what it's all about the members of this church and our close family and friends just to be there constantly like I can't wait to give it back to somebody else for something that horrible to happen and to be um, to be in the position that we we're in you know that's God right there become my own captivity fighting for things I thought would set me free but there's a love so deep I cannot break free with flesh and blood he purchased me so that I you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It takes its souls and it leaves its scars But I'm no longer chained to the mistakes that I've made No, I've been redeemed by a man She's a month old now. Um, she was born November 18th, 2020. And um, her name means peace or peaceful one. We love you guys. Say hi, Shiloh. <laughs> we believe that God, he pursues us. And I, I believe that some of you are sensing that right now. God has been pursuing you, your heart. He loves you as you are for who you are, not who you should be or who you could be, but right as you are. He loves you. And um, we all have a different story. Um, Chloe's story, Jared's story, it's just amazing what God has done. And some of our story is going to be a huge leap into the Father's arms. Some people, it's almost like a slow wading in to the water with him. And both are okay. We're getting in the water with our Heavenly Father. God's transformation is happening. I, I think that, that there's been some people who have been on the journey with us through our series, Spiritual Questions. We're all in a spiritual journey, and I think some of you have taken steps, maybe even leaps forward, and you have jumped into the arms of your Heavenly Father. And that's baptism at its at the heart, is, is jumping in to a life with God, totally trusting Him. If you haven't taken that step of faith and you saw that story or you're feeling like, I need to take that step of faith, would you pray this prayer with me as, a, as an act of faith, a step of faith right now? Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your love. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross, to bring me freedom, to bring me forgiveness, so that I can have friendship with you, Heavenly Father. I give my life over to your leadership 
the best I know how. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if that, if that was you and you made that deci- decision, we'd, we would love to know. Just message us or send, a, send us an email at info at whitewaterchurch.org. And we would just love to know what God's doing in your life. The second thing I wanted to talk with you about is if you've made a decision like that, you've been following Jesus for a while and you haven't been baptized, and this could be you found Christ yesterday or today, your next step is baptism. It's the demonstration of the transformation that Christ has brought in your life. And so I wanna encourage you to take that step of baptism. We're gonna be doing baptisms just like you saw with uh, Chloe and Jared. And, and um, we, wanna, we wanna see people step into that kind of life and publicly proclaim that they are in God's family. And so um, would you let us know just message us through social media or again, message us through info at whitewaterchurch.org and we'll get you signed up and ready to go. Uh, We've got safe, healthy ways of baptizing people. Um, We've got everything you need. Uh, We want to make sure it's simple, easy, and there's no reason not to do it. Um, If you feel God is is calling you or if you feel God tugging at your heart to be baptized, let us know and we will get you baptized and our church will celebrate and the story will be told. And that continued freedom and forgiveness and friendship with God is gonna be a story that other people will be impacted by. Guys, we love you so much and we praise God for all that he's doing in our church community. Hey, Whitewater family. Thanks again for joining us this week. At Whitewater, we believe in creating an environment where you can belong before you believe. If you want to learn more about who we are and what we believe in, visit us at our website, whitewaterchurch.org. If you'd like to contribute to Whitewater financially, you can give online at whitewaterchurch.org give. Or if you want to get involved in blessing our communities or are interested in joining one of our home churches, email us at info at whitewaterchurch.org. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.